There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. It is a new year, and it is winter. At least where I'm sitting, it's winter. Not only where I am sitting now, but everywhere I've been thus far this year. The first weekend of this year, I woke up on Sunday morning in Rockland, Maine. And at eight o'clock, there was already two inches of snow accumulated and more expected. <laughs> Did that cancel church? No, not in Knox County, Maine. They had a guest speaker after all at the church. And though there were a few people who did not brave the storm, there were actually guests who came that we did not expect because their churches had been canceled Sunday morning and they found out the guest speaker was in the nearby church. So that was great. Now on the second weekend of this month, I was near Fort Wayne, Indiana. Ooh, was it cold. 25 below zero wind chill. Now the church building was heated and the people were warm, but the problem is I have to pump gas and my 20 year old Toyota Corolla has a problem with the gas tank. I am not able to pump quickly or else it shuts off the pump. Somehow the mechanism on the gas pump thinks that my tank is full and believe me, it isn't. So there I am, pumping gas at a trickle. Ugh. And the wind is coming across at negative 25. Ugh. I was thinking, yeah, I don't need to fill up. I don't need to fill up. Ouch, my face is starting to hurt. <laughs> I spoke at a church in Bedford, Indiana that Sunday night, and then I headed south through Kentucky. Now, my car is warm, the tank is full of gas, but the weatherman was wrong. Before embarking on this trip, I was led to believe that the snowstorm was coming through on Monday afternoon. Wrong. It came through on Sunday night. Still, I'm thinking, I was born in Montana, raised in Maine. I lived seven winters in Moscow, Russia. I can't let a little snow in Tennessee waylay me. But I'm also not stupid. And my wife and family would rather have me safe than home. So I ended up staying an extra day in Clarksville, Tennessee. And the next day, I had to circumvent all the way around through Alabama before I arrived home in North 
West Georgia. Now, that trip should have taken me four hours. It took me over nine. But, nevertheless, home safe and sound. I'm sharing all these events because this cup of good news is late. I apologize. I try to pour a cup on the 15th of every month and then one on the 30th. But sometimes I just can't get everything done that I need to get done. Especially when I'm out on the road or shoveling snow in Maine or somewhere else up north. But since I'm on the subject, I would love to have the privilege to come to your church. Many of you, or even most of you, probably know about this podcast because I already came to your church and shared my heart for spreading the gospel and how Gospel Inc. is equipping and sending national preachers out. But maybe you haven't. Or maybe you attend a different church than where you first met me. Perhaps you have relatives or friends at another church. In short, I would love to come and share. That's my job. It's my privilege. It's my joy. I think you know by now that I'm not a salesman. I love the Lord and I'm repeating his call that he gave to his followers to lift up their eyes on a harvest that is here today. People are coming to the Lord in nations where you and I may never travel. And I want to be a part of that. I want you to be a part of that. So write me an email and I would love to talk to your church leadership. You can get a hold of me at dean at cupofgoodnews.org. That's dean at cupofgoodnews.org. Now today's episode is titled, A Cup from Asia. And of course, I'm talking about a cup of good news. Asia holds a massive amount of people. And politics, language barriers, tropical diseases, the difficulty of world travel, have all inhibited Western Christians to travel there over the centuries. But the gospel is spreading there today because national people are praying and telling of a loving God. They're talking about a healing God, a forgiving God. Now, Gospel Inc. is very strict against the prosperity gospel. The idea that if a person accepts Jesus, then life will get better. The prosperity gospel wants a God to serve us. People can say they believe and submit, but they do it with hopes of being personally improved. A better marriage, better health, a better job. Jesus offered something different. He offered eternal life, forgiveness of sins, and his presence with us. The true gospel doesn't need false promises of betterment. Paul wrote to the Colossians that the gospel brings forth fruit in all the world. It did then, and it still does today. Every quarter, somewhere around 200 different national preachers from Asia send a report to Gospel Inc. about what God is doing in their lives. Now, these reports get passed on to the people and individuals who are sponsoring these men. A lot of times these reports lack details or background and I don't have enough insight to put together a whole episode. But I thought I would just read from a few of these reports. This one was written by a pastor named Mias Ra from Cambodia. 
Earlier this year, I went to share the gospel with people at Basankor village. A few church leaders and I had gone to that village several times to pray for the salvation of these people. First, the Saran family listened to us share the gospel with them. They were very convicted of their sin and they accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And God has changed their lives amazingly. The husband and wife were so excited when they heard of God's love. And then they became burdened for the other people who were living in their village. God worked in their hearts and they began to help us to reach others. This couple allowed us to worship God and meet in their house where we were able to teach sound doctrine to them weekly. However, time goes by and their house was too small soon for so many people who were coming. After gathering in their house for about six weeks, we had to move out of their house and meet under the tree because there was more fresh air and space. Soon there were seven children from the community that also joined us. In addition, more neighbors came to listen to the word of God while we were worshiping him outdoors. The church continues to grow as more villagers have come to know Jesus. I am now training a leader named Brother Priab so he may help lead this group. Here's a report from a gospeling supported preacher in India. Now I can't tell you his name, but he works and lives in West Bengal. And this summer in July, he says that he went to a village that is not situated near the market area. He said there's actually no road for transportation. Hardly two vehicles reach this village. Now, I don't know what he means by that, but I assume there's not much traffic. Not only is there not much traffic, but he goes on to say, there is no church and not any Christians in this area. Hardly few has heard the gospel. We came there and we passed out tracks to many and we talked to many as we could. When we were finished, we realized we had talked the gospel and spiritual things to about 50 families. Many of these people were attentive and glad to take our material. We pray with them and we encourage them to keep learning about Jesus Christ wherever they go. Now, again, that's a part of the world you and I will never go to. This pastor also sent a personal letter to one of the people supporting him. I'm going to read this. Dear sponsor, greetings to you in Christ's name. I want to praise God and thank God for his blessing in our life. We also thank you for your prayer and support. Through involvement in my ministries, it brings a great difference. It was so sad and so sudden for one of my believers. Sunita was beaten by her neighbors. It happened one day after we had church fellowship in her house. The neighbor brings a complaint to the village headman and they beat her. We are silent, but we are praying for them now. And the whole case is being brought to negotiation. We also pray for your family and for your ministry. Now, on one hand, <clears throat> that might not seem like good news, but to think that the gospel is being 
believed and proclaimed in an area so hostile. And these Christians, these followers of the Lord Jesus, will have an opportunity to be Christ-like before the headmen and the persecutors of that village. That pastor sent some photos with his report, but obviously I can't post those on the web. Here's another preacher, though, that I will post his picture. It's not, his face is not recognizable, so I think we'll be okay there. This was his report. In July, I attended a service, and I preached that day, and we had a fellowship meal. I also met with six other pastors who were gathered. We met on the 18th and 21st of July. We had a good planning meeting on how to reach the unreached. We ourselves visited two new villages. One begins with the letter M, the other begins with the letter G. We visited houses and one of our church members took us to a home. There was a 19-year-old young man and he was possessed with an evil spirit. We prayed for this young man and left the place. The next Sunday, his mother brought him to our church. He was very restless. He started acting violently, throwing things or his body around. Again, we gathered around and we prayed for him and the evil spirit left him. This young man has accepted Christ and Jesus and is coming to church now regularly. We praise God. Seven people from this same village have took baptism. We praise God for the opening to these new villages. Here is a letter from a third pastor in India. He tells about this summer we had opportunity to attend in Sagur a seven-hour intercessory prayer meeting. We also conducted a women's retreat for our church people. For outreach, we visited two new villages with the gospel. We visited them door to door, the people. We brought them trays of fruits. We offered them New Testaments and tracts. And many people are very happy to receive them though there are some who were against it. Many people welcomed us to come into their homes and let us pray for them. We believe and we sense that they have an open heart towards the gospel, but many are afraid to openly confess Jesus as Lord and Savior because of the society. Nonetheless, we continue to pray for these people to be freed from their fear and from the bondage of sin. We did see three people who profess Jesus Christ as their Savior. I also have to tell you about Daniel. Daniel is a 35-year-old man. He was raised in what you might call traditional Christian family. He has been involved in politics, but he did not have very much purpose in life. He married a Hindu lady. Later, as he went on, he lost everything that he counted as what he needed in his life. He lost his health, his wealth, and his prestige. Then Daniel realized it was God who was drawing him closer to himself. Daniel has committed his life anew to follow Christ, and now he is bringing also his wife to church. She has recently received the Lord Jesus and has decided to follow the Lord in baptism. Praise the Lord.
again, these are just sort of small snippets. Maybe not a big, huge coffee cup of good news, but little teaspoons and little samples that we read all the time from these dear brothers and sisters sharing the gospel, sometimes in persecuted India, sometimes in more open Cambodia, and even other times in closed countries. And that, my friends, is good news. The dawning to noonday bright, and Christ's great kingdom shall come to earth, the kingdom of love and light. If you think of it, pray for Asia. Maybe pick a country. Gospel Inc. is praying and seeking how we can go into Laos, a country that considers itself communist. We don't have any national preachers there yet, but there are Christians there and there's a lot of poverty. It would be great if we could support some people to go full time ministering, visiting and praying, just like we've read here today. Be faithful, be warm, stay out of the snow. If you have a church or a group that I could come share more testimonies face to face, write to me, dean at cupofgoodnews.org.